Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football game over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we get into any of that, I'm going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Abinabaria podcast. For when and break, we discuss the plan for this episode. Once again, talking about the Niners and their upcoming game over the next week against the Rams. Before we get into any of that preview, do want to recap how we did in the last episode. Overall, we had a decent episode, ended up splitting, ended up losing the side, but won the total. We liked the uh, Steelers to get the job done at home, and that did not work out as they got blown out. However, did like the under in that game. Thought it would be a pretty ugly game, and for the most part it was. We were a bit fortunate the game completely died after halftime, but you ended up seeing the Niners win the game 30-7, to so as a result, picked up a win with the total there, and look for a sweep here in Week 2. So to go through the actual recap of Week 1, I kind of just alluded to it very quickly, but I'll say it in more detail. The Niners completely dominated the game. They were up 20-7. to in the first half, and from there they rolled, ended up outscoring Pittsburgh 10-0 in the second half. Pickett was really bad, had a QBR of 23.8, uh, 31 of 46 for 232 yards. Uh, really just bad, got sacked five times. I'll get into who sacked him in a second. They couldn't run the ball, but they really couldn't afford to because they were down by so many points early that Pittsburgh had to abandon the run. As for the Niners... They really were dominant in every area. The passing game was great with Purdy, 19 of 29, 220 yards, two touchdowns and no picks. Was sacked three times, all by T.J. Watt, but he did have a QBR of 91.3. As for the ground game, McCaffrey was great, 152 yards, one touchdown, a 65-yard touchdown to be exact. So McCaffrey was great. And besides that, you saw a little bit of mobility from Purdy, who had a 17-yard run. But for the most part, the Niners had good balance, and that's all they needed because, once again, the defense really just controlled the entire game. As for the receiving core, Ayuk was incredible. Had eight catches for 129 yards and two touchdowns. Samuel had five catches, 55 yards, so he had a pretty good game as well. Kittle didn't do much, but didn't need to. And McCaffrey did have 17 yards receiving. That was it. That was everyone who recorded a reception on the team. Uh, Besides that, though, Purdy did lose a fumble. So I guess that's one thing that could be worked on. Wasn't really his fault. TJ Watt came around the blind side and ended up just hitting him. So you ended up seeing Purdy get knocked down. Actually, I'm not sure if it was the blind side per se. I think it might have technically not been the blind side, but Purdy didn't see him. And TJ Watt not only sacked him, but ripped the ball out. But once again, Purdy didn't acknowledge he was getting sacked, so maybe he could do a better job of keeping an eye on, you know, the actual edge rushers, but he was great for the most part. I'm not going to really nitpick there. As for the defense, I mentioned they sacked him a bunch. To go through who sacked him, Drake Jackson, 
had three sacks in his own right. You had Javon Hargrave with a sack, and you also had Hyder Jr. with a sack. So they were all really, really good. And yeah, not really much more to add. They also had Hafunga with a pick. Ward had a pick and nothing really more to add there. To go through the actual team stats in that game, the Niners had seven more first downs, hundred, give or take 170 more yards, and you're looking at everything else involved. They were just really, really good. They were six for 13 on third down, one for one on fourth down, and the Steelers were five for 13 on third down, one for three on fourth down. So the Niners, once again, had a very easy win. The Steelers basically no-showed the home game, and you ended up seeing the Niners win comfortably. But as for us, once again, ended up getting a split with the uh, actual side and the total. And moving on to the actual Rams game for the first week. And the Rams looked good. Ended up kind of shocking Seattle. They were getting points in that game. And they ended up having a very nice second half performance. They were getting four and a half. And they were trailing at the half by six. Looked pretty normal, and you thought, you know, that makes sense. The Rams should be in a pretty down year after losing Jalen Ramsey. They mortgaged the future to win a ring, and then the second half started, and the Rams looked really, really good because Seattle did not score in the entire second half. They went from up 13-7 to losing 30-13, getting outscored 23-0 in the second half in the process, and yeah, really not much more to add. The Rams did nothing the entire game. Geno was pretty brutal. Gino went 16 of 26 for 112 passing yards, which is just embarrassing. Uh, got sacked twice, had a QBR of 44.4. Seattle ran the ball decently. They averaged 4.7 yards per carry, so maybe the Niners can take advantage of that Rams front because Seattle did have some success with a limited sample size, only 18 carries because they had to abandon the run when they were down in the second half. But for the most part, the Seahawks passing attack was useless. And you're looking at the Rams offense. Stafford was really, really good in his first game after injury for a while. And he had a QBR of 88.9, had 334 passing yards, no touchdowns, though, uh, and no picks. So the ground game did a lot of the short yardage work, but the Rams really did not run the ball well either. Uh, you had Kyron Williams, who had 52 yards and two touchdowns, 3.5 yards per carry. Akers had 22 carries for 29 yards, a disgusting stat line, but he did have a touchdown to somewhat salvage the afternoon, and Stafford had three runs for 11 yards, and there you go. So the ground game for the Rams didn't really do much, but it was successful in the red zone. Stafford, though, was incredible uh, behind center, and he looked very sharp. But to go through the receiving core, you had 2-2 Atwell, who had six catches for 119 yards, and you also had Puka Nakua, who's become a fantasy football, I don't want to say idol, but he's been the most targeted waiver guy in fantasy football for the past week. He had 10 catches for 119 yards. Now, Seattle's defense, which I thought would be improved in the secondary, especially after drafting Witherspoon with the fifth pick in the draft, there were some questions last year about the Seahawks defense, and a lot of those questions were not answered uh, in week one. So the Rams definitely took advantage of, I don't want to say a, a bad defense, but definitely a more vulnerable defense compared to the Niners. I would be shocked if Stafford had the same success against the Niners defense here in week two. Now, I do want to mention Stafford's overall record in his career against the Niners because it is really, really bad. So far in Stafford's career, he did win the playoff game in route to a Super Bowl. But Stafford in his career is 2-7 and seven 
straight up against the Niners. So he's not been good, and he's also thrown multiple picks in three of his last five games against the Niners. So not ideal. He's thrown at least one pick in four of those five meetings. So I think Stafford's in line to struggle here. He was good against Seattle. Seattle couldn't generate a pass rush the entire game, so he did have a lot of free time in the pocket. I don't see that happening once again in this matchup. I also want to mention McVay's overall struggles against Shannon in his career. McVay in his career, including the playoffs, is 4-9 and nine straight up against Shanahan, and I think you'll probably see a similar story here in Week 2. The Niners, you can make an argument, uh, had the best Week 1. Maybe Dallas, because Dallas won 40 to nothing on primetime, but you get my point. The point is, the Niners have looked like a great team. They are one of the best teams in the league. We knew that, but they were really, really good in Week 1. And the Rams, I do acknowledge had a great showing as well, but Seattle made the playoffs last year. Maybe they're a bit overvalued uh, going into this season. They were relying on Geno Smith to continue his great form from last year. Maybe it was a one-off. Maybe it was a fluke year. Geno was really bad in that game. So the Rams, I do think once again, might be better than we thought, but most people expect them to be a below 500 team. I still think that. So I'm not going to suddenly pivot and overreact after week one, telling you the Rams are going to win 10 or 11 games. That's not going to happen. I think the Rams still win probably seven. Before the season started, I thought they'd win like five. So I'll give them seven, but I really don't think they're going to be a good football team by any means. The Niners going into this year, I thought would easily be the class of the NFC West. I thought they'd probably win 12 games, 13 games. They probably will win 13 unless you have a bunch of injuries. But that Niners team, you can argue with the Chiefs' uncertainty with Kelsey's injury. I know they ended up bringing Chris Jones back. But the Niners, after week one, are probably the number one power-ranked team in the league. And I would agree with that. So I think the Niners win this game comfortably. You have a coach that cannot beat this opposing coach. You have a quarterback who's historically been awful against this defense. And the Niners' defense is still really, really, really good. I think the Rams end up struggling. In this game, I'm not going to overreact to week one. Give me the Niners, who I just think are the better team overall, to get the job done here on Sunday in week two. Now, as from actual picks, want to go through the lines here. The spread is between seven and a half and eight, but there is a lone seven available. So I am going to take the seven. And for the actual total, you can find 45. So for the sake of this game, I am going to go with the Niners to get it done. You're looking at the last couple of meetings, and the Niners have won pretty comfortably in a decent amount of these. The Rams, simply put, can't really score against the Shanahan defenses, and you're looking at how the Rams are going to try to exploit this Niners defense. We know the Niners, historically speaking, are a very good run defense, and the Rams could not run the ball against the Seahawks. They had a couple of rushing touchdowns, but they really didn't do a good job in terms of yards per carry. So I do think when you're looking at the game plan for the Rams, I think the ground game is going to be useless, and I do think that Stafford's going to have to throw a lot. As for the Niners, Purdy looked really good, and they gave him a little bit more trust with the coaching staff in week one, and we saw how good he looked. But they also ran the ball well, and the Rams did not really do a, good, a great job at stopping the run against Seattle. Now, it didn't look that bad because Seattle had to abandon the run. But in terms of yards per carry, Seattle is actually pretty effective. And I do think that the the Niners should dominate up front. So for the sake of this game, I will go with the uh, Niners minus the seven. I think they win this game by double digits. I just think they're too talented. And I do think even though the game is in L.A., we know that the L.A. fans are not exactly that common. 
and they tend to have a pretty underwhelming home uh, home field advantage. You should see a sea of red. We know the Niners fans travel very well, especially in state. I do think that the Niners should be able to have a pretty solid home field advantage in this road game. But give me the Niners to win by a decent margin, and I think I will lean to the under. I understand why there has been money towards the over, but I do think the Rams' defense might be a bit underrated, and I do think the Niners, even though they looked good early on in week one against the Steelers, I can see a similar script where the Niners go up by a decent amount and then just are completely content with milking the clock for about a quarter and a half. The Niners had a couple of big plays in week one, but they're not known for being a big play, quick strike offense. The Niners are more of a slow burn team. They like to dominate up front, run the ball, set up play action, move the chains. I see a pretty similar story here. I think you'll see the Niners probably finish in the high 20s where they'll score a decent amount early, then drain clock. Maybe they'll score, but they will drain six, seven minutes off the clock on a couple of drives. And I really don't see the Rams doing much offensively. I see the Rams finishing with a ceiling of two touchdowns. I think they probably finish closer to like 13. So for me, with the Rams scoring 13, I have a hard time of sending the game over the total. Give me the Niners winning this game somewhere around 27-13. That's kind of the score I have in my mind. But 45, I think, is a little bit high. I'm going to go with the under. So once again, my plays for week two are going to be the Niners minus the seven, as well as the under 45. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Find me next week, once again, on the Ben Maria podcast for week three. But until next time, find me on Twitter. Good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.